It is March 10, 2023. Jack Purdy here with Signs of the Southland. Uh, we did not plan on having to put out any content today. Of course, uh, I just put out my Survivor article from uh, this, this week. And then we get the news that Josh Pastner was fired today after seven seasons at Georgia Tech. Uh, Jeff Goodman was the first to report this uh this was earlier this afternoon around 1 ish i want to say uh, is when at least i found out and i think i know it was in about 20 minutes it was within 20 minutes that i had seen the tweet in the news and the discussion started swirling um so yeah that's where we are uh, and this is a little emergency pod to just recap where we are and where things are uh me actually and jake will do a little bit more uh next once we do our, our proper episode which won't drop until next wednesday actually um just to talk about uh, I think more in depth of where we are, where we got it. Uh, let me start with just a little bit where we probably got it wrong. Um, if for those that listened to episode, their last episode, if you want to go back and listen to it, we talk about men's basketball at the top uh, after because it was right after the pit loss. Um, so, or no, was it after? No, it was before. It was before the tournament. Sorry, it was before the ACC tournament started. Um, so you'll get a sense of where we thought about that. But we did address the idea of like, okay, what happens if we lose too early? What what do we think is going to happen with Josh here? So we do address that directly. So if you want to go back and listen to it, like the first half hour with Asa Waters uh, talks about that. So uh, go back, take a listen, and you can come back here. Um, going forward where we are now, Josh was at the Flats for seven seasons, um, came from Memphis where he was doing a really good job, had gone to the NC tournament four times. Uh, and so it was a super high upside coach who had proven it at a quality program. Uh, and so more than enough was a good guy for us. And I think just, but first and foremost, everyone that I had known, and I've interacted with Josh a couple times in press conferences, um, everyone that I've known that has got that has come in contact with Josh Pastner has nothing but just glowing things to say about the guy. Um, he is one of just the most boisterous, outgoing, friendly faces I have ever met in the sports world um, between when I was playing youth sports growing up, high school sports, being around the media world the last couple of years at Georgia Tech. Like, there is no one like Josh Pastner. That is, and that is not an understatement in the slightest whatsoever. Um, and I absolutely love the guy. I wish I got to go. I wish I got to know him a little bit more before he, I guess, ultimately got the can today. Um, so I really hope everything goes well for him and his family. He had a kid recently, like uh, last year. So he's got, he's got young kids, um, and he loves his wife. So, I mean, this is, uh, I feel awful for the passenger family that this had to happen in this particular moment, but I know he'll find his feet. Um, he is one of the most resilient guys out there. So I have nothing but faith in Josh Passner, wherever he ends up. In terms of the Georgia Tech specific parts of this, though, um, I think we all thought we were going to be in a little bit better spot than we, we we got we got to a better spot at the end of the season than we thought we were going to. Uh, we were I mean we, the team lost nine straight games this year in the middle of the ACC tournament the ACC play, which is the longest stretch since 1980-1981 season, which sadly coincided with the women also losing a fair number of games as well. Um, but both I thought kind of found their form. Uh, Fortner did a really good job of. I mean, they, she was kind of forced to use her freshman in a way that I think Josh didn't want to, didn't need to do. Um, but Josh kind of stuck with his guys, uh, eventually figured out how to use them better, and then vaulted them to winning seven of their last ten games and making the second round of the ACC tournament, which, oddly enough, can, depending on how you measure it, could be a successful point, a su- successful season, considering they were picked they were picked last preseason. Like, this was not a team that was, this was a team that was not supposed to be any good and I think enough of us would say they weren't really all that good in general. Um, but in the context of knowing how good we thought they were going to be, what happened, and how they rebounded after not rebounding for a while and not rebounding in games, 
Um, I, I think I, I was in a spot personally where I was I was hopeful about what was going to happen going forward. Um, I will say Tech had did have one of the toughest ACC schedules to start conference play. Josh mentioned that in a couple of press conferences how like they were they didn't really get the short end of the stick that way. They did manage that surprise win over Miami, uh, which I think in hindsight is kind of a fluke for both teams at this point. Like Miami was clearly better. Their best player just didn't have it that night, and Tech defended them well. Um, but they didn't really have, none of their other other weapons really stepped up either, though. Um, so I, I think in hindsight, that game play that ten more times. Tech probably only wins one or two of those. Um, overall, Josh was 109 and 114 at Georgia Tech. He fell under 500 this year. And this was also the year that had their weakest strength of schedule, excuse me, in his entire tenure. Uh, it was a strength of schedule of five point. It was uh, was it five point oh six according to Basketball Reference, uh, and that was the only one in the five zone. Last year was a six. That was the lowest up to that point when they finished twelve and twenty. Um, so they did get their strength. Strength of schedule did get did kind of correlate with how good they were. Um, they only won twenty games in his first year. Went twenty one and sixteen, thirteen and nineteen and then 14 and 18, and then 17 and 14, and then 17 and 9. That was the ACC title title year in 2020. So play a full schedule in 2020, 2021. They probably get to 20 wins that year. I think that's that's a, that's I think that's for sure. So in a sense, he had two 21 seasons uh, and only three over 500 seasons. Uh, and so the, the players want him back. I mean, if you read Kenzie Gear's article in the AJC, uh, he mentions Miles Kelly saying they, they want him there forever. And I don't blame him. I mean, who, why wouldn't you like Josh Passner? I mean, you may not win all the time, but darn, you're going to have a fun time playing basketball and he's going to support you no matter what. Um, and he did say after a game this year that I've tried everything when it came to just was in the middle of that losing streak. It's just like, what are you going to do, man? And it's what he said, which felt like the wrong thing to say at the time. That's this is my a personal opinion. I, if I could be way out of bounds on this, I don't really know. I'm young in this game of understanding the media landscape. Uh, but it felt ultimately it didn't end up being terribly true because I mean, we didn't really do the thing where we just don't play Rodney Howard. And then we stopped playing Rodney Howard and Lance Terry also came back from injury, which is key. And things got a lot better. Granted, it was an easier schedule at the end of the season. And we had, we got the fortunate luck of playing some bad teams. We still lost to Louisville though. Like that's still not nothing. Um, and ultimately, it, uh, man, it's it's it, it's it's weird. It's weird. I do not know whether this was Jay Bat's decision to like it, it fully. This was solely on Jay Bat or boosters or that kind of. I mean, that there's so many rumors that will always swirl about that. Rumors swirled about that with football. Um, at least us at FTRS, we we have no idea. We just know he's no longer the head coach at Georgia State basketball. Um, I'll read Jay Bat's letter in case for those that don't have who aren't subscribed or don't have this, there's a, the athletics department, athletics department will send out periodic emails with updates like this. And so here's what Jay Bat had to say. Uh, Josh has been an incredible, incredible ambassador for Georgia tech, treating others with utmost respect and wearing his passion on his sleeve, his genuine care for student athletes, our men's basketball program, our athletics department, and the Institute is unquestionable on behalf of the Georgia tech community. I want to offer my sincere gratitude to Josh, his wife, Carrie, and the family of their and their family for their service to the institute. We wish them all the very best wherever their journey takes them next. Next paragraph. We have high expectations at Georgia Tech for all of our sports programs, and it is imperative that men's basketball achieves a greater level of success. Our men's basketball program is important to our department and in our and to our institution. We will not shy away from expecting to consistently compete for ACC championships, NCAA tournament appearances, and sustain sustained success. I'm confident that with the combined strength of the Institute and our incredible fan base, as well as the support of our city, we can reach our shared goals. 
Our search for a new head men's basketball coach is underway, and while we will be deliberate in our process, we will move as fast as possible. Um, and I will note, Kelly Quinlan did tweet that he did this, this move was made with two names on the watch list. That There are two names that we, that at least, we know exist somewhere. We don't know those names. Um, but they do exist, at least in J-Bat's mind of where to go to, and that J-Bat had an idea of what he was going to do when he decided to let go of Josh. So that kind of lets us know that this was not done rashly, that there was a second, that there was a, there is a second phase to this that was reliable enough to make pulling the trigger, not pulling, sorry, wrong metaphor, that made, that made making this decision to let go of Pastner one, that wasn't going to cause a lot of collateral damage, I guess we'll put it that way. Um, so that's where we're at now. I mean, there's the rumored candidates that will just, that P fans would naturally go to are Pat Kelsey at college of Charleston, uh, who led, uh, their, who led them to a CAA title and they'll be at the NCAA tournament. Um, ironically, Brian Gregory got fired today as well. So if we're crazy, we go to him, but I mean, that's, that's not happening. I would be shocked if that happened. Um, and I've seen people that say they want Mark Price in, which is a tech man move, which I, I understand in the sense that like, yes, let's get a guy who knows this and he's been successful at Georgia tech, but that was a long time ago. Um, and he's, a, he's hasn't coached at this level. It'd be a total unknown. So that would be, I, we just saw how Anthony Irvin just did not pan out at Georgetown. So I think we've seen the proof of concept does not exactly work in this case. If you're not careful. So I cast aside anything thoughts, you're going to get Mark price or Gregory. Not that anyone really want either people. Um, I guess to, to wrap up quickly, I was hopeful about next season. I really wish he was still, still around just because Josh is such a nice guy. I hope he has some involvement with tech in the future at some point. Um, I think, I mean, he was a great addition to this place and I, it should be lauded for the work that he did. Um, I mean, the wins and losses may not have come out the way we really would have wanted to. Um, I mean, we were bottom of the pile. You've heard us talk about this on the podcast a lot. Like, and I, and people that know me, like I, football and men's basketball were our weak points, which can be fine if you're a massive school and you're good at everything else like Texas is or UCLA or, or North Carolina and other women's sports. But like tech isn't like that. We have a small offering of sports I and mean, you've got to be good at the good at the big stuff to make everything else shine. And it, we just weren't competing there. And so that's why the Brent Key move was made. And I think that's why this move was made also. I mean, as Jay Bat said, it's imperative they do better. Um, I think everyone can agree, especially from the fact that not many people were coming to games this year. Um, you need you need to have some wins. Win winning solves everything, and we were not winning enough. So, I, I guess that that does it. Um, I'll, I'll just note that there is a sliding doors moment here that needs to be, needs to be acknowledged. That and Josh has said this in press conferences. He thought Jose and jo, and and Moses Wright were coming back for a fifth season last year, and then they flipped on that. And Moses uh, was undrafted. They both were undrafted. Moses played G League, and Jose's got a big contract at the New Orleans Pelicans right now, and he went mono mono and Chris Paul in the playoffs last year. So uh, they've, I mean, I think they made the right decisions for their careers, um, and they certainly are living that dream right now. But in terms of the just the Georgia Tech part of this, um, Josh did it was uh, we we were all under the impression they were coming back, and then they didn't. Um, so that that changes a lot about this. I don't think we're talking about this today, if that happens. So um, we're gonna leave it there. Um, if you want to find us on our website, we're at fromtherumbleseat.com. Our socials are FTRS blog on Twitter. Um, I'm also posting all of our articles to our Facebook. So if you're a Facebook kind of person, it's all going to be there. Um, well, I technically have our Instagram running, but we haven't really done much on that. So uh, don't worry if you don't want to follow that. Um, this podcast, Signs of the Southland, is on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you're new to the pod, um, please rate. If you've listened to the pod, please do rate and review us. Um, it does help. 
um, just kind of get us out there. I know there's a lot of tech fans out there, and we aren't getting to everybody. Um, and if you're the kind of person that wants to know everything that's happening at the tech sports world or just periodically wants to check in, we're the spot for you. We record every week um, as much as we can, even in the summer when nothing's going on. Um, and me, Akshay, and Jacob, we're all recent tech grads. We've been very engrossed in the sports culture the last five years at tech. So um, I would go as far as to say we're of the most knowledgeable out there. Um, next Wednesday is when Scion, is when episode 160 will drop. Um, we'll talk. We'll absolutely talk more about this as we get more news. Maybe the new coach will be announced by then. Who knows? Um, and we'll check in with all the other sports. Baseball's having its thing. The football spring game is coming up. That's on April. That's in April. So that we'll, we'll bring that up eventually. Uh, softball's doing its thing. They had an upset win against Auburn a couple days ago. That was huge. Uh, Swim and dive is about to have NCAAs. Uh, so there's a lot going on in the college sports world in the spring, and it's a really fun time. So we hope you listen. You hope we'll help you interact with us. Um, you're always welcome to comment on our mailbags, any articles we write. If you're a Survivor fan, I'm writing about Survivor right now uh, for the fun of it. So hang out with me there if you want. Uh, but with that, thanks for listening. It's a different time at Georgia Tech right now, that's for sure. Uh, so we'll be there to track it all. Um, if you happen to be in Charlotte tomorrow, uh, of all places, I'll be at the Atlanta United match. If you're part of Footy Mob or we'll just be at the tailgates, uh, you can come find me there. I'll have a cooler beer. Come find me. Uh, and I'll, we'll have a good time. Uh, so with that, happy happy weekend, everybody. Go Jackets.